Marco-less for this episode, uh, but we it's been a while, and we just wanted to get some content out to the world and let you guys know that we're still here. Um, yeah, we're uh, we went to a show last night in Worcester, Mass, and thought we would just kind of share our thoughts on that and uh, just talk about some upcoming concerts and. Really, anything. Doug does a lot more than I do uh, out there in the metal world, so a lot of travel and, and um, big shows coming up. So, Dude, since COVID's kind of, I don't want to say over, because that's never going to go away. It's going to be a thing forever, perpetual. But, dude, there are so many shows coming out right now. Yeah. And, we, and it kind of like started last year. But, like, and this is like the first real spring where a lot of places have no restrictions, no... So now, like, the shows are just, you're choosing which show to go to on a, like, Friday and Saturday night, you know, where before you were, you know, it's just, it's nice. It's nice to see that bands are coming back, but there's also a lot of tension, too. And we are kind of talking about this yesterday with the yeah, venue yeah. thing, which... We'll get into that. So, uh, do you remember the, the actual bands that are doing it? I know, like, a bunch are. I don't, know. I mean, I saw something on social media about... Um, and what we're referring to is, you know, bands taking taking some stance on um, venues wanting a cut of their merchandise or something. So, you know, look, bands have suffered uh, from COVID, you know, I mean, not being able to tour a lot of bands are either not coming back or, I mean, there have even been some, you know, unfortunate suicides or deaths related to them not being able to tour um, and just kind of being lost, you know, um, be, um, being on lockdown. And it's it's a real thing, and I think people need to talk about that. Um, and then and then not having that lifestyle of being able to tour and make money because nobody makes... Most people in bands don't make money off of uh, record sales. That's pretty non-existent. Especially nowadays with so many streaming platforms. I'm the worst offender. I, lo- I mean, I have a lot of the stuff I listen to I'll go the, to the bands when they come around. I'll buy a shirt. I'll buy a record, you know? Yeah. Or I've owned... You know, I don't, I don't feel bad listening to Creator on Spotify because I've owned everything they've ever put out six different times on six different formats. You know, we're kind of at that age now. And I think the bands uh, who are making something off of streaming, it's like 27 cents a song or something like that. Something. It's something awful. <laughs> it's not... Yeah. Either like, way, it's it's not great. So, touring, you know, touring is, is a is their career and it's it's how they get their income and now it sounds like venues are trying to take advantage of um merchandise sales which is really unfortunate (laughs) that's such a scumbag and i know this is you were telling me yesterday about the whole zeppelin thing like this has been going on since the 70s probably even earlier than that yeah i mean zeppelin were a band that had um a, a, a manager that really helped take care of their finances and take control, making sure they were not being used by um, venues and promoters and things, and and really help them make most of their money. I, and what Doug's referring to is, uh, in in the DV one of their old DVDs. You know, there's there's a point where their tour manager is like ripping this guy, this this um, this venue manager apart because they were selling t-shirts out in the parking lot which we've all seen 
happens all the time. Uh, but back then when it was starting to happen, you know, I mean, printing wasn't that great. So, I mean, it wasn't really, wasn't as prevalent as it is now. And, and, you know, he was like, we want to cut, if not all profits of these shirts, or we want you to stop selling this shit outside of the venue because, you know, Zeppelin, they make their money off their merch. Like, so it's either you let us sell our stuff and you get rid of the fake shit out in the streets or we want whatever, whatever cut. So it was cool to see that thinking that this is still a topic, actually even worse now that, you know, they were making great money off of, you know, ticket prices too and records back then. So there were other streams of income, whereas now merchandise is a real, um, you know, primary form of income for these bands to be able to survive, uh, if if you even want to call it that, you and, know. And that might just be to put gas in the tank. That <laughs> yeah, might, yeah, yeah, th- yeah. then I'd be like, all right, cool, I'm gonna pay rent because I sold. It's like that's just to kind of get them, you know, dinner that night maybe, or or get put up on a motel too, you know, depending even, on the band too. I didn't but. even think, and with the cost of repairs now in vehicles. Oh yeah. You know, like a van, imagine that, like we gotta get, because even used vehicles, you get fucking gouged on. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's really sad to see that in the state of, of music, you know. So, so, I mean, like anything, there's always ways around, you know, like my, my buddy from Dysentery was like, yeah, he's like, the first time he encountered this, he was like, we were playing a show, I think in like New York, and he's like, it was the end of the show, uh, we're wrapping up our shit, and like the, the bar manager, whoever comes over, he's like, hey, you know, I'm just, you know. Here to collect? Just here to collect. And he's like. Collect what? He's like, he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, oh, uh, you know, we take blah, blah, blah of your shirt sales. He's like, the fuck you do? He's like, all right, we sold one shirt. Here's a dollar. Bye. So, but now, I mean, I've heard of bands just fucking having, you go to buy merch and it's just a QR code, you know, <laughs> where you scan, you buy it off Bandcamp, you buy it off from them directly, you know, at Depop. Uh... I, w- I would rather, I would much rather pay an extra six bucks to have a band ship me a shirt than to fucking pay the venue. You I know agree. what I mean? I agree. That that's such a shitty thing. Like the band, yeah, you have a venue, but you could you could go to any venue you want for a lot of these bands. Like you're you're the reason people are you're the reason asses are in the seats. Well and now we all know ticket prices are, you know, being gouged. Um Ticketmaster's allowing you to, to to basically be eBay for tickets. I mean I could buy a thousand dollars worth of tickets uh during pre sale that people won't get and then charge triple, quadruple, it doesn't matter because they get my ticket sale and then Ticketmaster will allow me to charge whatever I want and they still get a price of, they get a piece of whatever I resell as, so they don't care how much you sell it for. That Yeah, because they're, getting a, piece they're, they're getting a piece of that too. So ticket sales are awful now for people. Um, for people who can't really afford to see a band that for a $100 show that shouldn't have to, I mean, pre-COVID you know, some shows were thirty dollars, and they're now it's a hundred dollar ticket. You know, it's crazy. Or, or it's a a, a thirty five dollar ticket, but you're spending sixty bucks. You shouldn't pay half the ticket price in fees. Oh yeah, like fees you're doing are funny. Yeah, you're doing nothing. You're literally just <laughs> air quotes service fees. Serve yeah, in, inconvenience <laughs> fees. So I'm gonna drop a link on the Vintage Bird um, Facebook page uh, to John Oliver. Do you do do you follow John Oliver? I don't know. Um, he's, he's a very witty English guy um, that I think he's in the States. I, I don't know. Uh, if it's like the John Oliver show, but I watch like the recaps all the time. And he'll just go on these like hilarious rants about, um, and this one in particular I'm talking about is the Ticketmaster. He'll break it down for you, and but in a way that's not just like information. Like he does it in a funny way. He makes jokes. Like it's actually very entertaining. I think you would like it. And he was explaining how like they'll basically release, you know, they'll, they'll buy 
this many tickets of their own to resell. The rest they'll kind of put out into the wild, and then people fight over them, buy them, resell them. So it's like they're no matter what, like you were saying, they their hands are in every single pot. You know, they're basically it's actually super interesting how fucked up it really is. Yeah, and the and the prices in general. I mean, look this uh, this Pantera reunion, mm-hmm. which is this is not air quotes again reunion yeah it's not a real reunion i mean let's let's be honest you know the abbott brothers were you know pivotal in that band and that's just a band that you can't you can't recreate without those guys anyway the chart you know i was like all right i'm gonna look at pre-sale tickets for a venue close to me in new hampshire um seven hundred and fifty dollars for a front row ticket or front section because i think there's a I think they have a front pit section or something too. Yeah, I could not believe. And now, I in I've seen the real Pantera at Ozfest, and even that ticket price was like maybe a hundred and fifty bucks back in the day to see an amazing lineup of bands. No. You know, Ozfest. Ozfest was probably so. like fifty bucks back then. Well, that, that, it, you're probably right. It was yeah. It, it was it was you're very reasonable because right. we were kids. We were fucking kids going. You know. Yeah, you're probably right. But even then, okay, so even better. What a cheat to see, you know, Ozzy, uh, whether it's Ozzy or Black Sabbath or, or you know, at that, those times, like, um, uh, well, shit, Tool's been on one, um, Slayer had played one. Yep, I mean, pre- so so many amazing bands, you know, I mean, yeah, Lamb of God's been on there a bunch, too. and Priest, Maiden? You yeah, Maiden? Priest, Maiden. Um, like, System of Down, Deftones, like, they've had bands, you know. Just massive bands for that price tag. Yeah. And it was like a day, yeah, it was... And <laughs> $750 to see half of Pantera uh, that are really, you know, not even in their prime either, you know, to give you that experience. And fans are paying it because they're desperate, that want to see some iteration of this thing. It's like the, the FOMO. I feel sad. Yeah. I feel sad for people, when, though. When the tickets you know, went on sale... People were posting, like, got my two tickets, and then put the price in. Like, dude, you spent, like, almost $1,000 <laughs> for, like, two not even good seats. Like, and then this whole, like, I uh, we were with our, our friend last night who was really excited about, you know, Metallica and uh, Pantera playing uh, Gillette Stadium where the Patriots play. And I'm like, dude, you know that's not this August. It's next August. Yeah, it's 2024. A- and our, our uh, Jay, J- so um, Dr. Jay, I was talking to him about it, too, and he's like, dude, I didn't realize it was fucking 2024. I'm like, yeah, that's why I didn't buy tickets, because in August, when people realize it's not for another year, they're going to start selling their tickets. Wow. But, yeah. You know, the last time I was at Gillette, it was for Metallica, and it was, the place wasn't even fucking sold out. Was that the sanitarium tour? No, this was uh, maybe four years ago, five years ago. It was when um, Death Magnetic came out. Boy, that tour. Uh, I went to sanitarium, and it was... Oh, Summer Sanitarium? Ugh. But Kid Rock? Ugh. Yeah. Kid Rock and some... I can't remember who else played, but um, I remember. I, I think I went. That Man, was the that sound too. quality too for those price tags. It's not good at a. It's just not good. No, I'll see them at the TD. That's just, that's the biggest I'll go. Like you, where you're sitting, you know they have pyrotechnics, so you see the flames go up. The smoke blocks the sound. So all of a sudden it's like na 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 Weird. Yeah, it's like the the the, the smoke block because you're so far away, so you're getting this interesting. And I'm like, dude, the, the sound... They, they had a great set that too. Night, uh, great set list that night, too. And it, it was so... So they were trying to... You're in the beer line. Like, hey, you know, some lady would come up with, like, a, um, you know, Gillette Stadium shirt. And like, hey, where are you guys sitting? Like, I don't know. We're like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, here's uh, here's some uh, more tickets. So they wanted to make it look full. So if people were taking videos, they were trying to get it 
Uh, you push can't push you, yeah, yeah, pushing yeah, yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. up the front that way when videos are taken, like, and then kind of, I mean, it's I see what they were doing, but like, I figured Metallica could have sold out Gillette. Didn't didn't uh, Guns N' Roses do two nights sold out? They're doing two nights too, I think. Who, oh, Metallica. Oh, you're right with Gillette. different, different set list, different headliners. Oh, that's or, right. uh, they're doing Five Finger Death Punch too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know the whole state of music. You know, prices and on. With merchandise and tickets, it's just really sad. I'm sure those of you listening out there are probably affected by it too. So it's just it's an interesting state of things. But it is it's good to see people touring and stuff, you know. And I don't know. Hopefully the merchandising they can find ways around, like you said, QR codes. Hopefully they can find a way around having to be giving venues now cuts on top of the the money that their venues already made on price. To, not to mention. Alcohol sales, food yeah. sales. They're already making tons of money. <laughs> they're already making a thousand percent markup on, they're, they're on making, beer. And... They're making good money. Um, Another thing, too, like, dude, cash only. You can't, you know what I mean? Have fake books. Just be like, all right, well, this is this is how many shirts we sold, this is how many CDs we sold, you know, but actually have. No, we were at the Palladium last night. Do you know if the Palladium does that to <sighs> I don't, fans? I don't think so, but I'm not sure either. I can't. I think we would have heard about it. Yeah. You know? Or, so, or bands would just stop having merch. <laughs> last night we we went to, um, I mean, let's, we went to like a, you know, it was like a folk metal show. We went to see a, the headliner was El Vitae, um, who I love. And I dug seen him a couple times. Unfortunately, it was like my first time seeing them. Of course, the, uh, the singer-songwriter, um, I, I, I want to say Kringle. Chris Kringle. I want to say Chris Kringle, but no. Kringle. I think it's Kringle. He, uh, he had a family emergency, so he is not doing the U.S. tour this year, which is super unfortunate. You know, as a first-time uh, live act for me, so kind of a bummer. But they did a great job. They had to do. They did a lighter set. You know, they 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 pulled out a lot more of the female front vocal songs. Um, then they had some guest vocalists from two of the other bands that toured with them. Um, on and I, I didn't and I didn't mind Omnium Gatherum either. Uh, the band who played prior to Elvite, I thought they were they were really good, man. They had the crowd banging, dude. It was it was a really really good set, and I think that was tough. Uh, Doug and I were saying it like, you know, Elvite did great, but because they were forced to do a lighter set in some ways, and they only did a couple heavier songs and had the guest vocals of uh, uh, the singer from Omnium Gatherum, you know. That band had this awesome set, and then we had to go into a lighter set with Elvite. So yeah, it was just kind of like uh, it's they slowed things down. So it just it was an interesting shift, is you know what I'll say. But they they did a they did a great job. I don't think the Palladium did justice to their or it's probably their sound engineer. I, their sound engineer wasn't great. Uh, a lot of the instrumentation from the folk music was kind of drowned out, which sucked because and there's like nine. I think nine members, you know. So I, I and I, I wonder if they have their own guy or if that's just like the house dude, the Palladium. Maybe, but it did not do them justice at all. Like, yeah. yeah. You have how many flutes? Like, yeah, you couldn't hear the hurdy gurdy for like the first few songs. I don't know. It was it. So you know, a couple technical issues, but I mean, the band is they're they're amazing live, you know, and they're. It looks like I just looked this morning, they've already sold out Quebec. Oh really? And they they have low ticket prices for like three or four upcoming shows. They're 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 fucking they're act they're getting bigger here. It's amazing. They are that sound is the folk sound is really picking up in America. It's cool. I mean, do you think that's kind of due to like Wandruna, like <laughs> the Vikings kind of having a resurgence, like um, bands know. like Tear? Like it seems like there's a lot of 
Like, it seems like power metal and folk metal just go hand in hand these days. Like, you see a lot of the same people at the same shows, you know? First, you go to a thrash show, you you know, I, I didn't see one battle vest, unless it was a legit battle vest. <laughs> there were a few people dressed up, not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but... The crowds are totally different at these folk shows. Uh, you can, it is a totally different crowd, you know? Yeah. Like you said, there were a couple familiar faces, but uh, it is interesting to see the difference in shows and, and even age too and yeah the so. d- younger crowd too which I think I think you know if I was a younger kid now getting into music I think Iluvaiti might be a good like segue you know because it's like alright they get female vocals they have some harsh I'm getting used to those but they you know it's just beautifully done like I could see that being a good gateway band for a younger I still feel like there were the ratio men to women there were more men at this show too I thought there would have been way more women because of you know you get a you get a female um what a fifty percent female fronted band with more women in the band too? So I thought there'd be more women there at the show supporting. Well, and maybe I, there's more dudes coming out because of the women on stage. Yeah, that's true. There too. are some bands like, like Savage Master. Like whenever there's like a female fronted uh, yeah. band, like you have these dudes that like you can yeah, just tell they crawled out of their mom's basement. Yeah, and, they, yeah. and they haven't gone to his show since the last female fronted band came through. That's really funny. It's like, oh, Doug had a great idea to bring beach balls. That went off. <laughs> Amazingly, I can't believe how awesome that was. I mean, like even Omnium Gatherum, the singer was you know smacking the balls back into the crowd and kicking them and stuff, and the the place loved it. So good, good on you, man. That was that was probably the highlight of my night was when we released those to the crowd and like watching <laughs> them be passed around for it's like almost the whole set into Elvite. Dude, that was so cool. So I, it's it's such a cheap thing, and I feel like it like there's something about. A beach ball. I don't know what it is. You see it come by, you hit it, you pick it up. You know, it's like a conversation starter or it's just something fun to do, something to... But I think it, like, can actually change the energy of the crowd. Like, I swear, once we did it, kind of like... It was so fun. <laughs> Dude, that was so cool. And we brought, like, a Sharpie and wrote dumb shit on it. And then every time someone would catch one near me, I'm like, no, stop. You're going to sign it. And you would draw a dick on it, whatever you do. Like, so, like... After a while, like it was just these beach balls with all this like shit scribbled on it. <laughs> it was... in, the, in the handprints, like all from being smudged from people sweaty oh, yeah. and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, that was just, that was great. It's it's cheap fun, and so I mean, beach balls and concerts have been a thing forever, but no one ever thinks to bring them, you know. So like, I went to a black metal festival in November, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and I'm like, you know what? You know, a lot of black metal dudes. Like I remember when I used to go to Mestamort is the name of the festival. I went to the second one they had back in 2012. And it was very grim. You can't, you can't see, but you know, arms crossed, like we don't move, we don't bob our heads. They're like, like black metal is like back then was so far up their own asses, you know. But now, now it's a younger generation, so like even moshing wasn't a thing then. Uh, but like, so at this one, I remember like telling a friend, my friend of mine, who's Mrs. Black Metal, you know, and she's like, "You can't do that. Like, I'm gonna disown you, divorce. Like, I don't know you." And then. <laughs> And she was so against it, but then as soon as, like, I, I send up a couple beach balls and mess them more, and, like, you know, a c- couple balls, I think the problem there was so dark that, like, they would fall to the ground. Like, people, I don't think, were, like, and then every once in a while you hear one, like, pop. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's that one guy. But it's this just, like... a black metal show. Yeah. You can't... Yeah. We can't have fun. Black metal, no, like, beach ball. Yeah. So, yeah. I, think, I think it's just a cheap thing that's fun. You know what I mean? It's innocent, it's fun, and I think people just get a kick out of it, so... Yeah, that was that was such a great time. So what do you have coming up, coming up for more shows this year? You have more exciting shows. I'm, you know, I'm doing a couple. Uh, uh, I've I've really been into cover bands. Like I'm going to see a Pink Floyd cover band. I've already seen a Zeppelin cover band, um, and then Doug and I were going to go see this Zeppelin cover band again. So I'm seeing them for a second time this year, and I just I'm 
I'm enjoying, you know, music I'm never, bands I'll never see, you know, that are no longer in existence. And I, I just, I'm enjoying these, these cover bands that are almost, I mean, sounding like the original thing. Not the, not the really shitty cover bands. Yeah, not like, not your local bar on a Friday yeah. night. Like, like, the like professionals. Legit, yeah. Like a legit band that is making money off of touring. So I'm seeing a band called Brit Floyd uh, at Hampton Beach Casino. Again, we're seeing Get the Let Out. They're probably the best uh, Led Zeppelin cover band uh, in the U.S. And um, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, we've got uh, Life of Agony. Oh, Life Agony. Shit. You're right. I forgot At about that. At a small that. club in New Hampshire, which is going to be awesome. I saw shows from when they played Florida, dude. I know they don't let people on the stage at the venue that they're playing here, but like there were people like running on the stage, jumping off the stage. Like That album was so pivotal. Yes. Um, River d- Runs Red was so pivotal for so many people. At, like, So all these yes. dudes are in their 40s just snapping, you know? And I forget, they're, they're doing that that album, River Runs Red, front to back. You know, We know Marco's very excited about it, too, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a. I from what I've seen too, I think the energy is gonna be awesome. Just like uh, we we recently, Doug and I took a chance on seeing In Flames at the same place. They they kind of did. I'm telling you, I think. Remember, I was saying they were only doing. They only did a couple select dates in the U.S. In Flames are a massive international band. If any of you out there know know the band, you should in the metal community. Um, and we were like, why are they playing Wallies, man? This place is a fucking hole in the wall in New Hampshire. And I felt like it was a test for their new record. And they wanted to see how the how they... Because they had very different bands. They had a... They had... Um, uh, oh, upon upon a, a Burning Body, which you and I laughed about. We thought they... Doug and I were... We thought they were terrible. You know, they're a, a, a deathcore band. And uh, we could we could talk to each other like we're talking now through their set. We Something was up. Like, we, they were either running their instruments through computers or something. Something seemed off. <laughs> something seemed massively off. Yeah, it was... And I'm like, why can't we hear each other? Like, this is yeah, like, you know... <laughs> so, because the band prior was just crushed their set. Darkest Hour was amazing, you know? Oh. They fucking... They were... First time seeing Darkest Hour, and I'm like, man, those guys were great, you know? And they're still around, and they're writing new material. So anyway, they, they had a mixture of bands, you know? A little bit of metalcore, a little bit of deathcore... And I and In Flames have gone a little bit lighter um, in recent years on their records and had some significant lineup changes that kind of changed their sound. Uh, and so now they got a pretty solid lineup. They have Chris Broderick from Megadeth in the band now, and like as a permanent member, he's a permanent <laughs> member. Has written material on the new record, and uh, you know half of their new album for the most part is pretty solid and heavy, old school um, uh, In Flames. And so I think they were just. They were doing a market test to see, and they're like obviously going to have a giant tour, but they I think they were testing the waters. And it was cool, uh, you know. And we like like Kev said, we uh, we kind of we felt like we were taking a chance because we were like I don't know, it's like what's their what what's their angle? What are they you know why are they playing the small venue? But I think it was I think they were testing the waters. And... Yeah, I couldn't hear any of the new material. Like uh, I shouldn't say not off the new record, but any of the stuff in the last five to ten years, I couldn't stomach it's just not what i'm into anymore you know that yeah. that sound but we we got one song from each in flames record all the way back to lunar strain i believe so yeah you know one song from each of those albums um but graveland which i've never seen live yeah um, one jester song one horacle song one colony song uh and then for me like pin uh clayman i kind of fall off the map at clayman i think you do too yeah so. even, even colonies kind of hit or miss Writers Colony then Clayman. Yeah, Colony then Clayman, and so yeah, they went through. But they, you know, they went through their discography. But they gave us old stuff, which they've tended to start to stay 
further away from, you know, in the last decade or two. Uh, so it was very cool. And their their first three songs on the new record they played were bangers, and they're heavy and fast. And yeah, it was really, really cool. And I mean, they had so much merchandise. Speaking of merch, those guys had oh. tons of shit. I mean, shirts galore. And it was just cool. It was like, you know, you're seeing this big-ass band in this tiny venue, and it was it was an incredible show. So we're looking forward to the life of Agony. Hopefully it goes off just like that. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of what else. Uh, I know you, you're going to Death Tall, I think, right? I might do, I'm, I'm going to see. I'm going to try to hit that up with Marco this, this month, uh, if I can. But I also have, we've got LOA, you know, towards the end of the month, so it's kind of like a... It's a, I'll, I'll see if I can if I can swing it, um, dude. So many so many shows. Not to bore any of you out there, but you know I I am gonna I'm gonna go see Robert Plant from Zeppelin too over the summer. He's coming back again, and I he's just iconic. I gotta see him. You know I've seen him once and he was amazing. Did a couple of Zeppelin songs and I'm never gonna see the band. So why would I not want to see? And he sounds amazing, despite some people who said like oh he can't sing well anymore. That's total bullshit. <laughs> he he can sing incredibly well so yeah i think that's my last one to date but nothing heavy like you man you're going you're going to a lot heavier shows so what do you what do you got going on um so like in the next couple of months well so at the end of the month i'm going to hell's heroes and i'm looking at the dude so trypticon is pretty rad and they're doing early celtic frost which is cool ah they just did that mdf but you can't you can't get enough celtic frost razor early. yeah dude razor who i've only seen once i saw them with a bolt thrower uh, up in Canada, drove like 12 hours, basically saw the show, and then drove home. So we're on the road for 24 hours for wow. like a... It was wild. Possessed? That, yeah, Possessed. Uh, Demon. Actually, I think this is old. I think Demon dropped, which I'm a little bummed about. Uh, I forget who um, replaced them, but Liege Lord, Satan, Pagan Altar, Visigoth, um, Riot City again, which if you've never heard Riot City, fucking check them out. Night Demon Haunt. Um, oh, Tower, Night Cobra, Gate Creeper. No keeper. So a, a lot of these bands are actually playing. They've they've a um, a festival now here in uh, in Worcester, about twenty minutes from where we are now, called Stormbringer Fest. They had it last year, and Riot City played. Um, who else? I forget who the other headline was. I was basically there for Riot City, but they have a lot of like more traditional bands. But this year they have Savage Master, which is going to be awesome. They have that Night Cobra. Um, Visigoth was announced, so they got they got some pretty good bands coming into this now. It's kind of becoming a thing, even though it's a small smaller venue. Um, so yeah, that's, that's Hell's Heroes in Texas coming up at the end of the month. Uh, Jesus, you're going all the way to Texas. <laughs> uh, then, and then me and Marco are going to Brutal Assault in Czech Republic in August. Um, we're gonna go to Portugal for a few days, go to Czech Republic, and then try to finish off in Germany. And that's not, uh, both of you have done Brutal Assault before, right? Or is it just Marco? Just, just Marco. I, yeah, I, Marco loves doing those. I, I, so the cool thing about Brutal Assault, I guess it's on like an old, uh, like an old like fort fortress oh that's you know, like cool. on the water like so you can like sit on like the old like uh walls and shit and like wash I, I guess it's like a smaller you know versus like Vakken or uh hellfest like where they have like you know they probably have a quarter of the people um at brutal salt which is very tempting you know yeah that's interesting because I, I haven't done a ton of european festivals i did like fall summer in france um arcane angels festival in greece dude we we did Lords of the Land in Scotland, and it was basically like the Scottish version of the uh, Hampton oh, Beach Casino. That must be beautiful, though. No, it was bad. Oh, it was bad. It, it was like a bad skating. It was like the well, no one's gonna get the reference. The Wallachs. It was a 
it was like a skating rink uh, in, our, in our town that we grew up in. So it was like that meets like the Hampton Beach Casino, and it was just oh, weird. Oh no, dude! I'll have to tell you sometime. It's the, the, the so it still looked like the seventies. Yeah, is what you're yeah. saying, but yeah. like but not in a charming way. Yeah, I was thinking when you said Scotland, I was thinking like some old theater or maybe even like. No. Again, like something run down, like like a run down castle or something. Like, I wish oh, they, they should. I mean, it was it was a cool venue. It was very spacious, but like I think it was because it was the next morning we were leaving, and we'd already been there for ten days, and you just wanted like you get to that point where you're just like I want to be home. Yeah, but like Bloodbath played, uh, Dark Angel played. Um, it was a. I think that was the last time I seen Bloodbath because they keep fucking uh, canceling tours or can't get in the country. <laughs> Oh, I have like three sucks. tickets on the fridge from Bloodbath when they're supposed to play. Oh, that's thing. right. They were supposed to play. Yeah, like a few times. And so I think they're playing like MDF now. And they're supposed to be touring again, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Well, but. speaking of Bloodbath, uh, the lead singer Nick from Paradise Lost, Bloodbath, he now started a like an 80s synth style band called Host. Oh. Now it's him and the guitar player from uh, Paradise Lost. But now he's got this new project he's focusing on. So. I sounds to me like Bloodbath's probably taking it. They're going to be on the shelf for a little while. Yeah. So he has this, and it seems to be doing well. Because I mean, honestly, it sounds... Remove uh, most of the guitar and drum work, and it's like Paradise Lost. But And they've added more, again, synth uh, synth keys, and it's... Uh, for me, it reminds me a lot of uh, this 80s goth band called Sisters of Mercy, which I love. And uh, I get a Sisters of Mercy vibe from it. Okay. You know, not overly, but it's, um, I enjoy it. You know, I like 80s synth stuff, so uh, I'm into it. Dude, synth, synth's kind of like coming back. It is, time. yes, it has come back, it is like, coming back, so. I think a lot of people didn't realize how cool, like, some of those 80s synths, like, songs and, like, things were until, like, like the Stranger Things yeah. theme. And so now you have bands, like, obviously Perturbator and um, Carpenter Brute, like, they're kind of like horror synth. I mean, they've been doing a lot longer than Stranger Things, but I think like a younger crowd might have a, a, a better appreciation because like, man, like that that beginning to Stranger Things is a banger. Like, I want to yeah. listen to other stuff like this. So I yeah, think, that's got, that got me to appreciate synth a lot more too, like 80s synth. And there's some, some really, again, like Sisters of Mercy, a really good uh, 80s like goth rock band that's underground that nobody really knows or appreciates that that much you know when you think of uh like 80s pop music so really really good band uh are you going to see them they're coming around yeah so sisters of mercy uh the uh, what i have what i what sucks is now every time you want to see a band at least i do this i look up members to see if is it is it the bass player that's uh promoting this as the band and you know, you're going to pay good money to see an act that's not the real act. You might as well just see a cover band. You know, that's that's where my head is. So Is that the case with the Uh it, no, it is the it is the main singer-songwriter of Sisters of Mercy. Okay. I just I've got so many The problem is there's so many shows coming for March and April and May. I can't it's just trying to cram that in is it's just a lot. Plus so, plus our tickets were Kind of pricey. Is is it a farewell tour they're doing, or am I thinking of the wrong band, or is that Skinny Puppy, or Sick Puppy? Yeah, this is just uh, they haven't uh, Sisters of Mercy haven't played in like eight to ten years, so this is just them touring. Oh, know? okay, all right. I would love to see them. Not sure if I'm gonna go. Uh, oh, I that's right. I I saw Wasp too, old school band. I just the venue wasn't great. I'm pretty sure Blackie was lip syncing some of the stuff. So <laughs> he's a wild child. <laughs> uh, I I'm not convinced that that was a full live set. Um, I feel like they went they they kind of did a little bit of kiss action. So um, yeah, I mean he's 
Speaking of Kiss, I guess they're finally going to stop touring. I guess that's uh, they're doing the farewell, farewell, farewell. <laughs> so they're We've uh, heard that how many times though. Yeah. Say like Motley Crue, Kiss, like they can't they they want to do it. I think Slayer's the only one that's that's and, actually going to stay retired. And uh uh apparently uh Paul Stanley managed to piss off the Kiss army by recently saying like this reiteration is better than Kiss has ever been. He said that uh made a comment like back in the 70s we should have been called piss not kiss <laughs> basically shitting on ace freely and peter chris i was like come on guys you guys are like 90 yeah Fucking, you know like what a what a Dude, legacy to you've shit made your on. money you've probably banged more groupies than any other band like what, what a just, legacy to shit on it's just it's it's so sad it's, the drama it, in, in the community it's uncalled for it really is We're, we went to a show once at the palladium and I think it was Ace Freely was like signing autographs, but I don't think he was playing. Do you remember that? And then like the and then someone actually got an autograph that we were with, and I'm like, dude, how much was that? And it was like 150 bucks for like just a promo and a signature. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, first off, I don't know why you'd, you'd get that. And was second that, off, I don't know why he was even there. Was that like a rock and chalk or something? It must. It might have been a rock and chalk. Yeah. I think it was at the same time that um you bought, God rest his soul, fucking um Alexis a beer. And. He didn't drink it because he was trying. He was so. Oh, Alexi Leo. <laughs> yeah, from yeah, children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was so excited. That was like, that was hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. Like, yeah, have cheers. a beer with me. Oh, cheers, he's, and he was just like, it's like we. Yeah. You could have just said <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not drinking, or I don't know. But he, he yeah, was, I don't know. I think he was in recovery at that point. I didn't know. Yeah. I was just a how kid. Was, yeah, how are you supposed to? Know, I was excited. You know? uh, so in new music, I mean, I, I've uh, shamelessly have to plug this band, but. Um, there's a band that I got into uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe less, maybe we'll say about a year ago, uh, Obsequier, and um, very hard to describe their their sound, you know, I don't, I don't want to start like label dropping like what they're, what, what they're classified as, but just a really great melodic metal band uh, I recommend checking out, so that's Obsequier. And um, we'll drop I'm, a link too because like, I'm too lazy to spell it for all of you. I was, I was gonna just say, look yeah. it up. <laughs> I, 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 I've had to like Google it, like, I'll, that's something I will never remember how to spell. But uh, Doug, Doug knows, you know, the, uh, the, the main singer songwriter of that band, um, and which is interesting. It, I don't even remember how I brought up Obsequia to you. I think I told you that I was, I'm like, oh, Doug, check these guys out. And you're like, yeah, I already know this yeah. band too. I remember trying to play for Marco. He's like, yeah, they're cool, but you know, two, two, uh, A, B, and for Oh, we know two, Marco two, is two, here. Two, <laughs> uh, two, fuck, what's the word? It's, um, atmospheric. Two, yeah, atmospheric. Two, two atmospheric for him. But I'm like, dude, that's half the charm. It kind of, it's not like shoegaze, but it's kind of like, it kind of all, it, I don't know, it's, it's beautiful. Like, the, that, both albums are just beautiful. As Tanner described his own music, uh, Castle Metal. <laughs> Castle Metal. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it is awesome. I I I love it, man. It's just uh, you know, it's great music to listen to on an open drive or you know if you're in a boat out in the ocean. They just they you just get that vibe from the music. It's it's uh it's great. Death vocals are great. You know everything, man. Very melodic. It's great. Check it out, Obsequier. But uh, Doug and I, you know, we just they just dropped the, Tanner and his other band just dropped a record. It's old school melodic death metal. Um, speaking of like old in flames. Uh, and they're called Majesties, and it is a fucking banger, man. If you like Old in Flames, check out Majesties. That's uh, M A J E S T I E S. I'll spell that one because it's easier. And... <laughs> so I think the album just dropped. I mean, we've had it, so we pre-ordered the shirts and the the records. But I think the actual album dropped in stores on Friday. Yeah, it but... should have just come out. 
amazing artwork. Uh, very, very in flames. Like, they, they knew what they were doing. They, they, like, yeah, this is, like, kind of, like, basically old school in flames worship. You know, they're not going to... They know they're not, like... It's nothing brand new. They're not recreating the wheel, but guess what? The reviews are amazing, so congrats to those guys. But and they made me want to listen to the wheel again. You know what I mean? Like, they, it, the album's such a fucking banger, so... Yeah, check it out. If you're into melodic death metal, it's uh, it's great to hear some of that early 90s material back again from another band. I'm sure there are plenty of bands out there, you know, across the world, but for us in the U.S. here, this is, uh, I mean, we, we kind of needed this record, so a little yeah. refreshing. I feel like it picks up like kind of maybe where uh, like Jester Race, like yep. you know what I mean? Or yes, like, or, or, absolutely. No, definitely. Or even right before, like right before, or right after Jeff's Jester Race. But if it's like in that time that like that little <coughs> time capsule, which Agreed. is which is awesome. But we'll see if we can get Tanner on at some point. You know, we uh, we also last night we we ran into uh, there's another band here in the U.S. Uh, they were an underground thrash band local to, to the Massachusetts metal scene with Cryptor. Ah. And we, we ran into uh, Doug's friend, who's the you know a singer-songwriter for Cryptor, who's doing his other band. Is it Crucifer? Crucifer, yeah. So he's doing this other thing, more in the vein, he had said, of old Bathory. You know, yeah. trying to... He's trying to wave the flag of, like, old death thrash, you know. Um, yeah, Beherit, Bathory, like that. But he was a little bit of old Sodom. Of co- he was interested in coming on, so you know. I mean, I, we uh, look. We've taken some time off, you know, due to personal circumstances and and just life, you know. And uh, we want to get back at it, so we just wanted to do this quickly and give you guys an update and just have a metal chat. So, if you're tuning in, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, I don't yeah. have anything else. You got anything? We could go on for hours, but we said <laughs> we said we're gonna keep it short. All right, but, everybody. But yeah. you know what? Yeah, I just want to let everyone know we're alive and well and to expect more from us. Uh, even if it's um, remote, you know, I think we can still... Yeah, I think course. we can still have quality stuff uh, through remote. Um, we'll try to make some time for some reviews, you know, um, some music and and uh, movie reviews, you know. So, And these guys will be able, will be able to report back and... How the shows went in Europe, and for those of you out there in Europe listening, you know, you, you might uh, you might cross paths with Doug and Marco uh, unexpectedly. So yeah, I'm, not, I'm the cute one, and Marco's the loud one. Look for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just look for the guy that's going. Yeah, you know me. I'm easy. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, and um, more from Vintage Burn to come. Thanks. Thank you.